Welcome to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast about hip-hop, entertainment, dating, sex, relationships, and social issues from a sometimes ratchet but mostly woke perspective. So today we actually have a show that is all the woke minute. And we have a special guest, Amadeus Christ, who is the producer of Out of Darkness. So if you have not seen this documentary film and he's going to talk about it, Please, y'all, we're, we're gonna. We, you have to watch it. You have to watch it. So I'm so excited. We are so excited to have him here. Yay! <laughs> Cue the applause. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Good. Good, good, good. Well, before we get into the film Out of Darkness, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? I am a film director. I own a media company called Building 7 Media. I got into uh, film kind of uh, by accident. I started off as a rapper and uh, I just really wanted to shoot my own music videos. And uh, because the music videos at that time were so expensive to do, I couldn't, I f- literally couldn't afford to shoot my own videos. And um, I went back to school to learn film. So uh, when I went back to school to learn film, um, You know, I got my B.A. in radio, television, film from San Jose State University. And um, one of the one of the uh, requirements was for me to do a radio class. So I did the radio class and uh, we would uh, we just would start off like artists would come in like Kendrick Lamar, Dom Kennedy, you know, um, the whole range of, of, of popular artists. We're talking about like 2010, 2011, 2012. So what we would do is we would contact the management companies and would say, Hey, um, such and such, you're going to be here. We'll go and uh, record your show. And we want to do an interview with you for the radio station. So that's just kind of how that segued for me being involved with in hip hop um, doing you know, doing these pieces for stuff. And this stuff was landing on all, like all the major blogs at the time, Hip Hop DX and Two Dope Boys and all of that stuff. So um, mm-hmm. that segued for me to do music videos. So I actually, um, you know, Locksmith uh, is, a, is, a, is a good friend of mine. He's a, he's a, he's a major artist. He's on a, a lot of uh, Sway in the Mornings and K-Slay He's from Richmond, Bay Area, like myself. Uh, well, I'm from the Bay Area. I'm not from Richmond. I'm from San Francisco. Um, but I actually had uh, like music videos on on MTV, Revolt TV. Shout out to Revolt TV. They just aired Out of Darkness about uh, a few months ago. I don't know. I don't know if you guys know that, but it was on Revolt TV. Okay. But um, I started doing mu- music videos, and then something about Puff if it wasn't. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say something about Pete yeah. if, it, if it wasn't on Revolt, but okay. Yeah, good. Well, they actually reached out to me. They were very cool. They were very cool. So um, okay. so I got into music videos and good. then I kind of got uh, frustrated with the whole music industry ordeal. So that's when I started to uh, veer off and just do my own thing. Um, I started my own business and then I just want, I, I really just wanted to make something for us. I wanted to use my talents uh, to uplift our people. Right. So what I would do is um, once I started to get into African history and culture, I would post a lot of stuff on Facebook all the time 
about African history, stuff that would just blow people's mind. At first, a lot of people were trying to debate it and then people would stop debating it. And I was like, hmm. And then my homie Dirk, um, Dirk Pate, shout out to Dirk Pate. Um, he, he went to Berkeley School of Music. That's my homie from Oakland. Um, he hit me up one day and he was like, yo, man, you should make a movie. You should make a, a film based on all of the stuff you'd be putting on Facebook. And I was like, yo, that's a good idea, bro. And uh, and I did it. Um, so that's how that's really how Out of Darkness came it came to be. But Out of Darkness originally, like it was really the questions that I was having as I was waking up. You know what I mean? And uh, mm. I was just, I was just, I, these were the questions that I was asking. So uh, as I, as I'm waking up, as I'm being introduced to people like Dr. Claude Anderson, uh, Kaba Kamene, uh, Professor James Small, uh, Tony Browder, uh, Dr. Joy DeGru, um, Dr. John Henry Clark, he's like my, my, my spiritual intellectual godfather, um, Amos Wilson. Um, these are all the people that I'm running into as as I'm coming into this awareness and I'm reading all these books and I'm like, yo, I got to get these people in, in the film. Right. So, uh, you know, I'm, fr I'm from the Bay Area, California. And luckily, um, fortunately for me, that a lot of these people were just happened to be coming to the Bay Area doing lectures and and presentations. You know, Renoko Rashidi, um, he's not in the first one, but he'll be in the, neck of, he'll be in the next one. But I would just literally run up on these people and be like, yo, I'm a uh, young uh, filmmaker. I'm, I'm a college student um, doing a uh, documentary on African culture. Give me 15 minutes. And they're just like, OK, sit down. And they would just, you know, but that's what the elders are supposed to do. You know, they're supposed to look out for the young people and they and. That's what it was. So it was just literally me sitting down with these people for the first time and just asking them questions that I had. You know what I mean? And um, I was able to get all of that in the film and edit it together. And I honestly didn't never think the film would come out, but it came out and it did very well. And it's still doing well. It did. And you got all of them. You got like yeah. all of these great people. Yeah. And, you know, initially I'm like, these are like hidden figures. And, yeah. and I say that because I'm like, you know, we have our scholars, we have our doctors, mm -hmm. we have our historians. Like you have such a nice, uh, well-rounded yeah. group of people to tell these amazing stories. Yeah. And I'm like, how did he pull all this together? Like this, why, why, why don't we know of these people? Like I'm out the dark. How did you, yeah. <laughs> did you pull all that together? Yeah. Well, the amazing thing is that, you know, these people have been around for a while. These people have been around since mm. 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. If you look at the African-centered movement in the in the 80s, you know, Dr. Jen Henry Clark and Kaba Kamene and Tony Browder and Dr. Ben, uh, you know, they were all making the circuits back in the 80s and it was really popular back then. But what, what you had was a counter to that where uh, you had European uh, uh, ideologies come in and confuse us, right? So now when, when you go to school, you're learning black feminist theory and you're learning social, uh, you're learning subculture violence theory and you're learning uh, stuff that's completely antithetical to African history and culture. They don't even mention African history and culture. So you're getting this indoctrination and this brainwashing in the, in the education system, right? So that was a big part of the African centered movement. And they, they were fighting to get this stuff in the curriculum. Right. 
And, you know, that, you know, you're swimming upstream with that because, you know, the European, the people who uh, dominate you and oppress you will not teach you your culture and your history. You know, because if if you look at the uh, the slave revolts, you know, um, in the Caribbean, the reason why you had so many slave revol- revolts is because the slave uh, plantation uh, owners did not uh, break up the families. Right. Like they did in North America. So that cultural continuity was still maintained. So when the, when the people know who they are, it's very harder to dominate them and control them. Right. So that's the reason why the information was kept from you. It's right. specifically ancient Egypt and, 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 and Kemet. Yeah. And talking about how information mm-hmm. has been kept from us, you mm-hmm. know, and that I was just like I said, I was so in awe of just the realization of how important your film was to to us, to 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 black people. There's a line in the film where a young woman says that if there was a thousand page book of a of African history, slavery would be on page nine ninety nine, and you know that was that struck a chord with me because I had to go through how I learned in the school system, how I grew up. You know, we learned everything about slavery. I could tell you all the twelve years of the slave, but when it came to um, Kemetic or African uh, or, or just even Egypt, Egypt wasn't in Africa. I never learned that. You know, it wasn't. I, I asked my son now. He is he is 12 going on 13. And I want to know, you know, what are they teaching? Because me growing up, they made Africa and Egypt. They were not the same. And there was a reason for that. There was a reason for keeping that that separatism. And there was a reason for why, you know, I learned about the the bad. What do they call it? The the unusual predicament or something, which was slavery. It was like code for slavery. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so your film was really important because it's, you know, I think like for young people, this is where we need to start. And I mean, a film like this, of this stature and of this size, you can only do but so much, but it, but it's so important. It's like the, like the tipping point. Like if you need an outline for where you need to, to start to get the real, this is, this is it. Okay. Yeah. Go back, back. Go back to the incense burner. Yeah. That showed the civilization. Yeah. Go back yeah. to the incense burner. That's what I'm like, like, you never learned about yeah. that. Yeah. Like, yeah, go, go way, go way, way, way back. You know, just, it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't start at slavery. Our history, go back goes, to our history goes back tens of thousands of years. I mean, we, if you look at the Ishango bone, I mean, that's like 20, mm-hmm. 22,000 years old. I mean, beyond that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. What they did, what they did, what they did was very, was very, uh, was very incredible in that, that they erased your history. They cut off your classical civilization and they told you that you had no culture when you were the originators of culture. And when I say you, I'm talking about us as people, African people. We are the originators of science. We are the originators of mathematics. We are the originators of of cosmology. We are the originators of architecture, building, making uh, them wash themselves, philosophy. Right. We uh, medicine, just hygiene. You know, Europeans didn't get hygiene until like the 15th, 16th century. They didn't even know what soap was until the Moors brought that in. You know, and told her, hey, man, you got you guys can't be sleeping with your animals in the house. That's why um, the plague came through and just 
ravished Europe because they were they didn't right. have they didn't have no concept of hygiene, right? So they li- literally lost half of their population. But but just like Europeans today, they like to go back to Greece and Rome as their classical um, civilizations, you know. Um, which aren't even don't don't even belong to them because those are Mediter- Mediterranean influenced civilizations, and they were originally influenced by us through ancient Kemet, right? They were literally the Greek, all those Greek philosophers. Even if they did, if they did existed, they were they first were coming to Kemet um, to learn, and the our you know the, the 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 priests were telling them, "You guys are children." Right. So so they basically cut all of that off from you and and conquered and and stole it. Right. So now Kemet, they don't even consider Egypt to be a part of Africa, even though it's in Africa. You know, that's how crazy it is. Right. And we have to accept that. Right. 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 But it's no, no, because if if you go there, that's the craziest thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh There's there's a line in the film where it, it was talking about, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, could you learn about Egyptology and the, the science of, you know, what is that? What is Egyptology? But you have these mm-hmm. explorers and basically these white people trying to find some sort of European influence in Egypt. It, you know, it talked about uh, John D. Rockefeller, who spent 15 million dollars. We're talking back in the 30s just to yeah. he wanted archaeologists to go over there and find mm-hmm. some evidence of European descent in Egypt and basically lost all mm-hmm. his money doing that. That, but this is, yeah. that is, that has been the whole thing that they've been doing over time is yeah. you, you guys are, you guys are new to this. You know, I would like you guys are Europeans. You guys are new yeah. to this. You know, we've, we've been doing yeah. this. Um, I shared with Shatara and just a, as an aside, I went to Israel last year, right before the pandemic. Now, of all that you read and, you know, you go to the tomb and you you see all of these monuments of, you know, early Christianity, they never talk about the Egyptian tombs, the tombs that are on the side of the, what is it, the the Mount of Olives, and I, which I have been there for 10,000 years. And I'm like, in all the books that I've read so and everything that I've ever to? seen, no one ever talks about, what's that? How many sites did you go to that you see in Israel? I, I I went to I went to all of them. So everything that was on the list, you know, I went to every single one of them. But what was not you, on the list, but what is evident there? I did mm-hmm. in the basements. Okay. I mean, I I I did the whole the whole tour. Okay. But what was evident is there is there is Africa in Israel, but no one talks about that. No one says that, that I've heard. I think just Israel, just is Af- side, so. Israel is actually part of Africa. It's like on the African plate. I don't know what that plate is called, but it's, it's part of Africa. All that area was considered to be Northeast Africa, all the way up to t- Turkey and all of that stuff. That was considered to be Northeast Africa, right? So that's where all Christianity comes wow. from. It's from that, it's from that area, right? It, it really comes from from ancient Kemet itself, that Christianity story is 4,000, 6,000 years old. It goes back to, you know, we have records of the pyramid text, 2400 BC, BC, 2400 years before Christ. 
we have that story. So what the Europeans did was they just came in and took that story, subtracted the African after the Africans from it and repackaged it and resold it to you to enslave you through it. That's what happened. But if you go to Kemet, like if you do the study tour with like Tony Browder, you, you you'll go to temple after temple and the temples are huge. And these temples have been around for they don't, they don't even know how old the temples are. They're thousands Four, four, five, six thousand years old and writings all on the wall and you can see all of the stories and you can see where all of this stuff comes from, all the way from Cairo to um, to really Sudan. I spent two weeks. I spent three weeks. Uh, I've been to Egypt twice. Um, I spent the first time I spent three weeks there and then I spent uh, a week in uh, Sudan and we actually went to Sudan. We went to Jebel Barkal and we saw in Meroway and we slept in front of the pyramids. And I mean, you can see where the culture comes from. So this is the, the part that they, you know, this is their cognitive dissonance, right? They have to erase all of this stuff because they have to find a justification for slavery, what they did to you, right? This is the cognitive dissonance that's talked about in the film. So they can't tell you, they can't justify enslaving you, right? Because in, in their version of the story, you were savages, right? You had no culture and they had to come in because you weren't utilizing your resources correctly. So they had to come in Africa and show you guys how to utilize your own resources resources, enslave you, civilize you, and help make make you build their nation, right? And tell you that you're savage and animalistic and you had no culture and you're culturally deficient, right? When that was really them, right? right? So in order to justify that, they can't say that, hey, we enslaved the mothers and fathers of civilization who gave us all of this culture. So what they have to do is they have to now say that ancient Egypt or ancient Kemet was not an African civilization. And that's why you mentioned the whole Rockefeller thing, because they were trying to find a middle, middle East, so-called Middle Eastern origin for ancient Kemet, which they never found. Right. They never found it. So <laughs> you can keep you're not gonna, so there's like, a segment. You talk about because it all comes from the South war, the war on history. Right. Mm. Right. Everything you're talking about is like just like, you know, the war on history. And it's just like what Sean had said, you know, even in school for myself going to college, it was mandatory for me to learn. And these are mandatory like, you know, uh, classes as a freshman, um, American war, American civilization, world war. It was all like American, American, American. Yeah. Anything, trust me, now I know, like a lot of that was all bull. This is your story. However, for me to even, you know, want to learn about, you know, my people where I come from, I had to wait for my electives to come up to get that. That was never mandatory. And then, you know, looking back at it, I'm like, okay, so I got these student loans. I'm paying for y'all to feed me the lie. (laughs) That's really what, you know. And if I don't have a thirst for my own history, well, then nobody is going to tell me anything, you know, and it just goes back to the whole, you know, the values, the principles, the interests, you know, you are stripped of it. You are stripped of it. And and, And it comes up relevant today. When you're going to school, you're not learning your cultural values, interests, and principles. Mm -hmm. You're learning their cultural values, interests, and principles. And they don't have any cultural values. (laughs) Their culture is about dominating and subjugating people who are, uh, they racialize people. It's a social, racial hierarchy, class system, uh, capitalism, where black people are the capital, right? And they're monetizing your body. So you are a commodity to them. 
and you're just there for uh, for entertainment and, and extraction of resources for them. And you're at the bottom permanently of the social hierarchy that they've established for you. So uh, and then when you're going to college, they're socializing you to be operative in their white supremacist system. Right. Because you don't have a nation. They destroyed your nation. Right. They destroyed your nation. They denationalized you. They gave you the 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 term black. Right. And they they give themselves the term white, which are social statuses. <laughs> right. 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 White white by definition yep. is a privileged status. It was put into law in 1681. Right. I believe the state was Maryland and then 18 uh, 1691 in Virginia. And they were based in the anti-miscegenation laws, really about keeping uh, white women <laughs> from marrying uh, black African indigenous servants. Mm-hmm. Right. So then right. you had the whole Bacon's Rebellion and then you had the elites come in and say, hey, we, we need to stop this. We can't e- ever let white people and uh, we can't let these uh, European indentured servants uh, ever join with these African indentured servants again, because we're going to have problems. So what they do is they create a, a hierarchy and they create the term white and they say, well, Europeans are now going to be classified as white, which is a privileged, protected class. And these black people are going to be dehumanized. They're going to be turned into an object where they have no social status. Right. So you have a continuation of that into this day. And now they're doing the same thing with feminism. They're coming in and they're making black women. They're telling you that you're oppressed class and they're telling you that the black man is your oppressor. So now they're creating another. They're telling you that, you know, uh, under uh, uh, racial uh, sex stratification, that the black man is on top and he's uh, doing the, the same thing that the white man is doing to his his woman, you know, because he's patriarchal and he's oppressing you. So now you still have this. You still mm-hmm. have, now you have this division, right? So and and it works for them because a divide and conquer. So what we have to do, get That's back, good. you know, throw throw that away, throw all of these European ideologies away, and get back to our African culture because we already had all the answers. These yeah. Europeans just got here the day before yesterday. <laughs> Um, I, I so think, speak. you know, one of the things um, you had Umar, Dr. Umar Johnson in the film, mm-hmm. which, you know, I love him because he has no cut cards and he tells it exactly, mm-hmm. you know, it's the bitter pill that we all need to take. Um, mm-hmm. And you touched on the, 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 you know, going to black colleges and or even white colleges and just how the education system as a whole is set up. It's not set up for us, you know. And um, one of the things that Dr. Umar had pointed out was that, um integration was probably one of the worst things that happened to us because, Mm -hmm. you know, before that, prior to that, because we really didn't have a choice, we had to be self-sufficient. We had to be self, you know, the self-determination was a part of us because that's what we had to do. The minute that we decided or however it was decided to integrate, we lost a lot of that. We lost a lot of our self-determination. We lost a lot of our drive to build our communities and build our families um, because, you know, it's like mixing with the other. I'll tell this. Let me just say this aside. It may it there's let me let me just say this. You know, I went to I went to Rutgers, which, you know, is not HBCU. But what I would find Mm -hmm. is um, on learning. 
when I hear a, a, a white man's voice, I have a hard time learning. Mm-hmm. I have a hard, I have to go over really? notes. I have to do, and I, yeah. and I find it even today, just listening to their, vo- to their voice. I cannot, and I'm a, I'm a pretty intelligent woman. I can, you know, I can, I can get, but it's something about that voice. It is, it, it's like, I have to listen three, four times. I have to, I have to take, resonate take with special attention. It doesn't resonate for me. What's that? Yeah. Yeah. I said, it doesn't resonate with your spirit. Yes. You know, and that's, yeah. that's deep. That's, that's yeah. really, really deep. You know, and I, you know, I went to, yeah. like I said, it wasn't an HBCU, but that I can, I know that for my, the way that I learn and, you know, and I think there's a lot of black people who are, we're in the same position, we're in the same position. Yeah. That, that voice in and of itself, whatever is the octave is something. It takes yeah. me a while <laughs> to, yeah. to get it. It did. It doesn't resonate that's with like my body. Your soul doesn't want to ingest it. You know what I mean? It's fighting. You know, you got to force it down. Yeah. You know, something that you're not supposed to be putting into Ooh. your body. I mean, like like I t- like I said, it's their education system is not really an education system. It's an indoctrination. It's a training right. center. It's to train you how to function for, for in us. white right. society. Yeah. Right. Because they want to keep the thing going. They don't want to tell you who you are. Right. So they're giving you European tools and they don't even know what they're teaching. They're theorizing half the time. And you know what I mean? So um, so you're just you're just tapped into your divine feminine nature that's telling you to reject it. But a lot of people mm-hmm. don't. A lot of people don't have that that, that yeah. discernment. I mean, so they're just they're just they're they're right. get, going in there and, and, and get brainwashed. So at least you have a, a African consciousness, which, which is cool. Yeah. And so good. And it took a, you know, it's still developing. And it now that I am a mother, it's something, you know, I want to instill in my child to make sure because I'm like, okay, you go to school. This is what you have to do. You know, I don't want the officers showing up at my door, but this is how we're going to learn on the side. You know, I remember growing up. And, you know, we went we went to school in Jersey and at um, Teaneck High School. And I remember it was a lot of Jewish kids. You remember the Shatara? Now, one thing, what did they do on the weekends? What did they do on the weekends? Oh, their family. They use no electricity. But they went to Hebrew mm. school. Remember that? They yeah. would go to Hebrew school. They would learn yeah. Hebrew. All walking on the yep. They walk. They don't use electricity, no cars, no nothing. And it's all family. It's all a family well, unit Well, we don't do that. Together. You know, like, there's no... There, they understand the power of culture, right? Because their culture right. is still I respect, I respect right? So they have cultural practices, right. uh, certain values, uh, interests, and principles, again, that are embedded in their culture that they're not going to just give away. They're not going to stray from because that's what keeps them intact, right? So Black people in, in America, so-called Black people, have had that culture basically erased. And now for the first time, it's, it's within reach because we're in the technological age. So where it's easily accessible, you don't have to, you know, the time that it, you have to dedicate to learning your history and culture is, is, is so small now. I mean, you know, so the information is at our fingertips. So um, we can get back to that culture, but we just don't see the value in it, right? Because our code to us, our culture is American culture. 
we don't look at African as we want to assimilate. Right. That's right. And that's what we have done. We've assimilated at first. At first, uh, you know, we were segregated. Right. So we tried separation and we actually built very strong, independent, functional communities. When you look at Tulsa, Oklahoma, Rosewood, Wilmington, North Carolina, uh, Detroit, Black Bottom, Paradise Valley. You you see these functional communities, but uh, those communities came under heavy attack in some cases like. Uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, it was actually bombed. And you, I think you see Burn that down. in that uh, Lovecraft country on HBO. You, you see that, right? They actually, yes. t- they actually yes. destroyed yes. that. And then everywhere else around the country, they claim imminent, you know, they flooded with drugs. They claim imminent domain. They take the land and they ran, they ran so freeways far. through mm-hmm. black communities and they integrated you, right? And in the integration, we lost everything. We lost our businesses. We lost our schools. We lost our uh, independent, um, you know, medical facilities. We had black doctors. We had everything. We had black grocery stores. And so then after that phase, uh, we after integration, um, in that process of us losing everything, then we totally assimilated. And we totally just drank the Kool-Aid and we, you know, we totally started uh, uh, taking on other ideologies. I, you know, and that has been disastrous for us. Right. So we got to so get back. Let me just ask you this. And I know we talked on it before. Mm-hmm. We have to get back. Mm-hmm. We have to get back. And in a world where we're in the middle of social media, this is, you know, you've even said you put some good posts out. Somebody said, put it together. We're educating each other. Mm -hmm. And I believe that as black people, we're building so much pride in ourselves Mm -hmm. and our history, which is a beautiful thing. However, you know, I can't help but to notice that um, being that this is the most I've ever seen us on, let's say, TV, just in the media presence, we are. Our family system in in the front of my eyes is broken down. I don't understand why, you know, I see a new show and I'm excited, but there is no family. You know, there's no black father, black mother, black children. It's, you know, uh, a television commercial with a black woman. This is good to see her in this car. And then she has a white husband with mixed babies in the back seat. I'm seeing a lot of this. I'm seeing just a lot of us not, um, you know, again, it's, they're not reflecting us. Well, and, you can blame and that part right there. You can blame you can blame okay. feminism mm-hmm. for that, right? And you can spe- okay. particular black feminism because black feminism has its has its you root. It I'm sorry, black feminism has black its root in, in the women's movement as as a white supremacist movement. The original feminist movement was a white supremacist movement. Right. It was all about elevating right. the 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 white woman up to yeah, the status of the white man. So they can rule and conquer together, right? So the the first wave feminism was was it started because white women were upset because the black man supposedly had got the right to vote. So they were like, if you give the these Negroes the right to vote, they're gonna come and rule over us. And they tricked the black women into thinking that too, mm-hmm. right? So then you have second wave feminism coming come along. Mm-hmm. And second, there's a book, there's a book called Subverted. It's by Ellen Browder, I believe the author is. And she taught she was a she was a writer for Cosmopolitan magazine. Right. And what she was saying was the whole Mm -hmm. premise of the book is how she helped. This is important. She helped the sexual revolution hijack the women's movement. So the this whole feminism thing was not about 
It was only about selling you stuff. And, 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 and it was very anti-family. It was about the taking the woman out of the home, challenging her traditional gender role, right? And making the black woman independent What's her name? and be on her own, right? I'm, I'm strong, independent, no need, no man. So this is the theory yep. that has been driving uh-huh. the black community since uh-huh. the 60s. Now you look at the early 60s and you look at the out of wedlock birth rate, it was only about, I don't know, in the low 20%. Now it's like 80%, right? right? Look at the, the, yep. the, the marriage rate plummeted. I mean, you know, uh, only one out of every four black women gets married nowadays. So this is a bit, it wasn't always yep. like this. Right? Right. Even after slavery, the family got back together. If you, if you look at the black community in the early 20th century, the early oh, yeah. 1900s, not like how it is now. Yeah. Yeah. Black people, right. black people were together. It wasn't until the 60s and the 70s and the 80s when you start to have the introduction of feminism, which is really the just the female version of white supremacy, right? That's not to take away from mm-hmm. from from mm-hmm. from Africana womanism because I I, I, could, right. I could get down with that because I feel like you know as black women you guys have your own okay. stories to tell just like us as black men we have our own stories to right. tell but Absolutely. in order to understand mm-hmm. racism you have to un- right. understand racism racism if you I don't know if you guys are hip to Dr. Tommy J Curry but Dr. Tommy J Curry has a book called <laughs> The Man Not <laughs> Definitely need to read it mm-hmm. um my, my he life. talks about we, racism we have a we have a talk about Tommy J Curry <laughs> okay so, so he talks about racism go ahead, go ahead. as a misandric, uh, misandric uh, aggression. Misandric meaning anti-man. Uh, misandric aggression mm. that utilizes uh, sexual violence and lethal violence. And it's directed towards the men, not towards the women. But in feminist theory, they teach you that the black man is oppressing you. Right? They teach you that the black man is oppressing you and you need all this liberation and all this black nationalistic stuff that these black men over here are talking about. Got to go. And you're going to need to be progressive. And in order to be progressive, you need to be part of our feminist uh, thing. Right. So that's where you see the destruction of the black family. That's where you see the split. And that's why Tamika Mallory could do a, 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 a Cadillac commercial and not even mention black men and talking about black women are going to lead the nation and, and we're taking control. And it's like, where's the men at? You didn't just get here just by the women, you know, so. We have our original African mm-hmm. culture saw men and women as equals. So if we get back to that, we'll be okay. Absolutely. If we start uh, following the year, mm-hmm. we're going to be in trouble. Right. I don't I don't drink the Kool-Aid. I totally know that when I put on my TV, I know that this is just what is, you know, an effort to feed me. Yeah. I don't believe it. Yeah. I don't believe that, you know, people don't get married. I don't believe that black men are not the head of their households. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't believe it. I'm seeing, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. yeah. Don't but always I believe, believe what you're saying. Uh-huh. I'm like, mm-mm, okay. no, I'm not believing to, it. They have you know, to erase just your to, and I have to understand that. and your provider in order to conquer you, right? Right? Because it's too much effort. Yeah, it's effort. Yeah. It's effort. What they really want to do but is exterminate is know. You know, us and and have access uh, uh, to yeah. you. So yeah, and and to right. touch on that because no, one yeah. of the things in the film it was talking about genetic annihilation. Shatara, you know, we mm-hmm. were talking about mm-hmm. this. We talk about this, oh, you know, yeah. all the time because yeah. it's such a real thing. So, you know, when you think of 
all of the technology that they've come across to kind of preserve themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you've got surrogates yeah. and artificial insemination. You've got AI, you've got cloning, you've got all of yeah. these things, you know, and I'm not to yeah. take away from the sciences, but why? Why do they have that? Because, and you know, even growing up in school, I mean, what did you learn about the dominant and recessive gene? You learned about, you know, we talked about Darwinism and, you know, survival of the fittest, but the, you know, what's going to always dominate over the recessive, the dominant gene. And you can look at well, you us know, and see what's dominant. You know, Europeans only, what's that? Europeans only make, 10%, Europeans only make 10% of the world population. 90% right. of the world. But are somehow we've got in our vocabulary that they're the majority. That, and right. we're the minority. But, right? but That's somehow the whole they're, they, they're the majority. Right. right. But they're, right. but they're, they're, they're that, recessing. They're dying off. They're at do, negative do you believe birth that? rate. I mean, they, they are. Exactly. That they be are, which means, world. you know, that they are, <laughs> they are dying, dying off. off more than they are having yeah. babies. You know, and that's a real, yeah. it's a real thing. So we, our populations are, you know, on, <laughs> you know, yeah. So, on the, you know, and I'm, and I, and, you know, not to take away from, you know, and that's, that's why that there's the, you know, we listen to black women in the med, listen to black people in the medical field. There's a reason for that, why they just ignore us, but that's a whole nother story. But to get back to, you know, on the one hand, it's like I can you can kind of understand the people if you're fading out. I mean, you're going to do everything and anything to make sure that your gene prevails. I So on a on a it's just on a human sense, I kind of. I, yeah, you kind of get it. But the way that the tactics and the things that they do, because that's you know, it's that's that gene. You know, we talked about how for us, you know, that divide and conquer, that's not something in, you know, within us. We don't, we don't really have that gene, but you know, you see the, the, the serial killers and you know, the, the, the people that the, the terrorists here in the United States. And you wonder like, what, you know, what would cause a person to do that? That's a, that's a genetic mutation. I said it. I'm, they and I mean what I said, which is something like, we don't have that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like we don't. So that genetic annihilation, that's a real thing. Yeah. I think that's one of the strongest theories that we have to kind of explain white supremacy. Right. Is this fear that they have of genetic annihilation. You can improve empirically that almost every European nation is at negative birth rate. Just like you said, they're not they're not uh, producing children to replace themselves. Right. So. Uh, they know that they're they're becoming extinct and they're fighting for survival, right? So that's why they have to dominate, take control of all resources. They have to colonize Africa. They have to colonize the world in order to have total control, right? In order to to protect themselves against their own extinction. But I, you know, I don't know if it's I don't know what the future holds. I don't know if that's inevitable. You know, we don't even think like that. We're so we have humanity. You know, we're about improving civilization, improving culture, inventing culture, uh, uplifting brother and sister. We don't have this conquer, you know, racial subjugation mindset. We don't have this capitalistic Survival mindset. You know, because we're yeah. gonna be out of here, right? They call it they call it social. They call our culture socialism because we have our our original African cultures are built on social cooperation, balance between man and woman. Men do the physical hard labor and planting the fields and the women come and and, uh, plant this women and children come and plant the seeds and nurture the seeds. So this is balance. Right. 
And and you and you see that in Africa, you see that in ancient Kemet. You never see the man without the woman. You never see the 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 male deity without the woman deity. It's the exactly. com- complementarity of man and woman working together, social cohesion. In in European uh, society, they come in with the whole patriarchy thing, so they put man at the top and woman on the bottom, right? Because our culture was based on agriculture. Their culture was based on hunting, hunter and gatherer. So the man has all the power in their culture because the woman can't hunt. So she turns into a liability, right? So she has no power and he has to constantly dominate her, right? He's just dominating her. So we can't bring it, we can't bring that patriarchy, European nonsense into the African community and apply that to black men as if we, we belong to the patriarchy. Our African cultures were mainly matrifocal, matrilineal. In ancient Egypt, the, the, the royal line went through the, the royal wife, went through the woman, not the man. So we had no problems mm-hmm. until European came in and they begin to invert everything and turn everything backwards and then tell us that we were uncivilized and we had no culture. So and we believe them, unfortunately. Because we go to their schools, right? We believe them. Yeah, because we go to their schools and we get so-called educated by them, right? And then we come back in our community with all these European ideologies and all this feminism and all this patriarchy stuff. And we go to war against our men and we destroy the family, right? You can't have a family. You can't have a nation without a family. The original African concept of God was man, woman, child, the family, man, woman and child balance, right? It's not, you don't subtract the the man from the equation, right? You need the man and the woman to produce the child, right? And the child gets the best of both, both of them, right? So that's the image of God, right? Of creation, right? So Mm -hmm. if you look at Christianity, they, they take the woman out, you know, you don't even see, you know, God is a white, some white man in the sky that's telling you what to do and condemning you. Right. So our 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 cultural framework is off. Our religious framework is off. You know, our sociological framework is off. You know what I mean? But all we have to do is the easy solution. Go back to Africa. Now, you don't have to physically go back just to kind of touch on. But go back to the teachings and and, and one of the things, um, you know, in the film, you talked about the white Jesus, which, you know, is still controversial to this day. Um, mm-hmm. And how uh, Dr. Umar was talking about, you know, the concept of the black church. It's really it's mm-hmm. it's it's good because it, it mm-hmm. you know, you talk about you have to feed you're 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 making everybody accountable and feeding the, the whole. So everybody's got to be accountable. But we can't do that for ourselves. We can do it to the church and we can make the pastor rich, but we can't mm-hmm. do it for ourselves in a community, you know, on with a, with a, a, the community minded. Like that was just, that was, I mean, it's real. Like I said, he had a lot of those bitter pills. You got to swallow. We got to look at that. Like why, yeah. why can't we do that? Yeah. Um, the church is a another business, thing though. I wanted to point That's out. That's why he brought that up. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that and 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 the sooner we learn about it, I think the better off we'll be. Uh-huh. But that's a whole nother story. Uh-huh. Um, you got a you got a white Jesus, right? You got a white Jesus, and then you have a white Cleopatra. <laughs> These things don't make sense. Well, if you're, if you're <laughs> if just, if they just don't make of, sense. If if your image of God is of a white man, <laughs> right? Then what what does that say? What what does your mind mm-hmm. tell you about yourself? 
you're black. You're out. You're you must be the devil then, right? Right. The story, right? You must be outside of the of the grace yep. of God. If white, if black. if God is white, right? And white right. man came to come take you guys out of Africa to come civilize you because you guys were savages and animals. And thank God for slavery because if it wasn't for slavery, we wouldn't know this white Jesus. And it's like, how backwards is that, right? We gotta like grow up, you know, right? We gotta grow up. So we, um, and and it's it's so hard to grow up for some of us because you are trying you're breaking down what we've been mm-hmm. taught like you know it's like teaching you teach a baby how to walk like you're not going to teach that baby how to yeah. unwalk you know what I mean you know yeah. if I I'm I'm used to drinking juice since I was a kid it's going to be hard for me to say I'm never going to have juice again you know like it's just yeah. you are trying to break a construct like this is what a lot of us this is how we grew up this is what we know you know for example Trauma. I went to Trauma. Israel last year right before um right before covid and you know I did all the mm-hmm. I went through the tombs I did all the whole tour I saw the tombs and one of the things that I saw that was never mentioned in any book that I ever read was the Egyptian tombs that were on, I believe, the Mount of Olives mm-hmm. and I'm, in all the books that I've read, mm-hmm. like I said, and nobody's ever talked about. And those they, these tombs were dated 10,000 years before Christ. Yeah. Nobody ever talked about it. Nobody ever said nobody ever told me. And it even even I'm on this tour and I'm like. It wasn't even pointed out on the tour. It was kind of like, figure it out. So, you know, just do the math in your head in which I'm standing there and I'm like, okay, this is 10,000 years before Jesus Christ touched down, but we're in Israel. But I never heard of any sort of, you know, Africa being Israel or anything at all. That was just, what do you do with that? Well, well, uh, according to the Bible and according to Judaism, the Christianity and Judaism comes out of Egypt, right? Out of Egypt, I call my son, right? In the New Testament and even the Canaanites. See, we got to, we don't understand history, right? We, as a, Mm -hmm. see, they can tell that to their people because it makes them look good, right? Right. But the the Christianity and what we're calling Judaism comes comes out of Egypt through the through the the Hyksos the Hyksos uh, invasion right around 1650 BC. So when they come into Egypt, they come in escaping famine, right? They come into Egypt escaping famine in in 16, uh, 1640 1650, right? And we welcome them in as we did everybody. We do the Europeans. We're very hu- humane, welcoming people. And they come in and then um, they uh, other invaders came in and conquered and then we kick them out. And when they leave, they have uh, they didn't they didn't have a language. They didn't have a history. They didn't have a culture when they came into Egypt. When they left, they had all three. They had a language. They had a history. They had a culture and they had a religion. Right. And that religion we know today as Judaism and Christianity. So, again, they're not telling you the whole story. When you go to when you go to Egypt right now, you can go to temple after temple after temple and after temple and really walk through these temples. And they're thousands, thousands of years old. Some of them you don't even know. There could be 10,000 years old. And you're seeing the pictures on the wall and you're seeing these stories from your ancestors on the wall. I mean, in great detail, I'm, I'm, I'm actually coming out with a, a follow up to Out of Darkness called Heavy is the Crown. I'm literally going to finish it probably within the next week or so and get it out to you guys. But I'm oh, showing wow. you all of this, the oh, African okay. origins of of religion. So this is the follow up to Out of Darkness. But I'm showing you all this. So we have no idea of what we lost. 
they have no idea of what we lost. We lost a great deal. And we let other people come in and repackage our history and culture and sell it back to us and enslave us through it. And and mm -hmm. just in talking about how we, we let them repackage it, you touched on hip hop, mm -hmm. um, the revolution mm -hmm. through hip hop and what's going on. And I just I thought that was one of the things that really stood out for me is talking about the ancestors manifesting themselves through hip hop in the way that, you know, the haircuts and clothing and the beats and, you know, the rhythm and how that knowledge, you know, for you know, the hip, the, the, the rapper that, you know, grew up in Queens and never been to Africa, probably never, you know, doesn't know too much, but how they were able to channel that was, was, yeah. was nothing short of divine. Um, and the film yeah. pointed that out. So, you know, if you could talk a little bit about that, cause I thought that was so deep. Yeah. Well, um, hip hop is us. Hip hop comes from us. It's, it, it goes all the way back to the griots, right? The jelly, the storytellers of Africa, when you have the, the drums, and, and the, the rhythm and you got the storyteller, you got the elders telling the story. Right. And, you know, we, we're the people of the water. We are rhythmic people. We birthed this stuff. And this is the, the prank, right? The prank is the inter, intergenerational tr uh, transference of knowledge and wisdom and information. Right. So this is just always what we've done. You know, and then just in the modern sense, with you know, in America, we, we gave it the name hip hop. But this is something that we've always done. The difference is in America, we've given the power of it because we don't understand culture. Mm. We don't understand culture and protecting that culture. We let other culture vultures come in and monetize our history and 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 uh, subtract the spiritual spirituality from it and turn it into a strictly materialism, materialistic. It's not even an art form. It's just a business at this point. So they're just, you know, they're putting their kids through college on our expense. Right. And they're pumping all of these uh, negative stereotypes into our community. Right. All this criminal criminology and all of this stuff. And we celebrate it. Right. And we don't we don't take ownership of it, but we're not taught to take ownership of it. So that's what that's what the problem. That's why I got out of hip hop. And that's why it became so frustrating, because I'm seeing all these other people of other skin colors and they're making all this money. And we're the ones that's acting like buffoons, like it's a minstrel show. And we're not we're getting paid crumbs. We don't understand ownership. We don't own our masters. You know what I mean? That was the reason why I started my own company, because I wanted to own my stuff. You know what I mean? I want to own. Right. So we need to uh, we need to have the concept right. of ownership and controlling our own cultural products. And that's one of the things that Dr. Umar touched on. How question if you could go back all the way back mm -hmm. and rewind and how you said how we need to pretty much, you know, claim it and own it. And just in regards to like hip hop and music and that's us. How and where would you start in terms of like where we would be today saying like that's ours, that's us. Like they got to ask us for permission. Like, how would we, how would, how would you change that in the past if you could have? In the past? Well, we have to stop having the mindset that we have to depend on the European for everything. Right. So now I'll give you a perfect mm -hmm. example. Like me, uh, I'll segue it into the film industry, right? Like me. I, I, I worked at Google for seven years. Yep. I was a field tech at Google for seven years. Uh, and I literally walked off my job one day because I just felt tired. Of, I was just tired of being a worker. And I was like, I want to own my own company. So I started my own company. 
2015, right? So I had the mindset of, look, I can do this on my own. Now as a filmmaker, I don't have to take my film to anybody if I don't want to. I can distribute it myself, right? I can distribute it myself. I can put my film on Amazon myself or Vimeo, sell it online, sell it myself. So it's just, it's very simple, right? It's very simple. It's just have the mindset of uh, nationhood, of doing for self, of I'm going to do this for my community. I'm going to take ownership of the things that I produce I'm going to take ownership of them. I'm going to take ownership of my resources and use it for my people and for my community. Mm -hmm. Right. And I don't have to go to the European to put this out. I can Mm -hmm. do it myself. Even if I don't make it, even if I make 80% of the money that I would have made with him, I feel better having ownership and control over my stuff, owning my stuff. Right. And not having to come. Cause once you start dealing with them, you have to compromise, right? You have to compromise. And then you compromise and you compromise and you compromise and you compromise and compromise. And pretty soon you've lost yourself. You lost what your your original intentions were for going into. I feel like that's what happened to hip hop. If you look at hip hop in the early days, it was very conscious, very, very conscious, very spiritual. And now all of that is is gone, right? It's all about money, materialism and get drunk and high and lean and and zannies and you know what I mean? And it's just Mm -hmm. like, it's it's Mm -hmm. out of control. Yeah. It's out of control. But- we just need to so, get back to it. So, you, and you're so right. Mm-hmm. Getting back to and owning and and putting it out yourself. So, as a stand-up comic, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've been doing comedy for a long time. I mean, I got 15 years in the game. I'm a seasoned comic, and as a black woman, um, I would be considered a rarity. You know, like oh, like you know, I, sometimes I come in a venue. It's like oh, you are you the R&B singer? And it's like no, nah, I'm, I'm you know respect my funny. Mm-hmm. Like that's just, yeah. it's gonna be good. That's, you know, pretty much how I have to show up. And, um, you know, we would be considered, you know, on the urban circuit, so to speak. You know, um, I'm Def Jam, I'm, you know, all of that. However, I have no problem with that. That's that's dope to me. I need to be able to resonate with my people. If I can't go somewhere and get with my own people, mm-hmm. then there's a problem. Right. So I have to find peace in that and and comfort in that. And it's really knowing who you are and what and who do you want to who you want to be, you know, because a lot of times in terms of success in comedy, it's measured upon, um, let's say, mainstream. So in, in black comedy, there, the color line does come up, you know, uh, you know, if you're not mainstream, you're not making it. Yeah. And I had to really come into a comfort with myself to say, if I'm making my own people laugh, yeah. then I made it. Yeah. That's really what it is. Hey, you're- it's not for me to make Seinfeld laugh. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. I respect what he does. but That's just not my type of funny. That's just not, you know, what we do. So sometimes a lot of black comics, you know, and I will say this, you know, um, very candidly that sometimes a lot of black comics have this, you know, idea that um, success is is making it to the point where white people recognize. Right. It. <laughs> that's pretty much, you know. Where yeah. You, you, get, you know what yeah. I mean? And a lot of times I'm like, you know, um, follow what you want. Oh, man, you know, why you this? Why you that? And it's just like, you know, because because that is not that's not where my mind is really at. Now, granted, you're welcome to come to my living room. You know, I'm a woman. So I talk on, you know, what an Indian woman can be there. You know, you could be of all cultures because we're talking as women. Mm-hmm. However, you're getting it from the voice of a black right. woman. And that's very clear. Right, right, right. So, you know, it's disappointing for me yeah. a lot of times when I'm just like, damn, like, did you just say you got to make it to this and that? Yeah, and, yeah. you know, in order to be seen, because I'm like, that's not the case for me. Yeah. That's not my race. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just it's just not. And guess what? And when I put stuff out, you're so right. I'm not waiting on yeah. X, Y and Z to pick my funny up. Yeah. 
I'm not waiting on anybody. I can, I'm doing it myself. And you know, you just gotta be, I mean, you, you sound like you're pretty comfortable, you know, you, 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 uh, you're able to make a living, you're able to make a living and do what you love and, and keep going and doing it for your people. Right. And that's what makes you happy. You're not worried about white, uh, white approval, you know, because who, no. Who gave them the moral position that we should be looking to them for any type of acceptance after the, looking at their history, right? So it's just again doing right. for self. You know, you might take a look, you might take mm-hmm. a pay cut, <laughs> but we're not a material people. Yeah. We are a spiritual people, right? So we have to get away from this really materialism. Really back to our spiritual base. There's going to be some losses. There's going to be some sacrifices that we're going to have to make. You know what I mean? But in the long term, it's about ownership. It's about having a, a do for self mindset. And it's about having a sense of community and really a sense of, 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 of nationalism and getting back to the concept of nationhood. Right. And having our own, having our own land. Right. Having our own resources, being able to protect that land and those resources and functioning properly. Right. And in order to do that, we got to study right. African history. Right. Yeah, keep it in keep it in order. Know where you came from. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we we wrap up, because there was one th- something I wanted to talk about. It was mentioned in the film was the Illuminati. And to be honest, like outside of the little, you know, the memes and you know, little stuff you see on Instagram and Facebook, no one talks about this. So I, I thank you because the documentary really demystified the whole thing. Like it's not it's not the hardest, you know hoodoo voodoo kind of you know yeah. theory to understand it's just understanding you know a people who when we talk about europeans and you know the colonizers their goal is to steal kill destroy and conquer and they do that by taking knowledge so what better yeah. way to do it you know when they, you talk about the illuminated ones is you know it's just it's a way where they co-opt the knowledge that's what they do so if you could just yeah. speak on that, because honestly, I've never seen a film that even talks about it and then talks about it in the way that you did and broke it down where it wasn't, you know, some, you know, conspiracy theory kind of idea yeah. up in the air. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, well uh, I'm glad you brought that up because I was like before I became into African consciousness, I was really heavy into the Illuminati, like crazy heavy, like, you know, I was talking about it all the time. I was literally going crazy because I'm seeing the symbols everywhere on television. I'm looking, telling my family members, look, that's Illuminati. And I'm just going crazy. Uh, but that's what really got me starting to read because you can, you can, there's, there's, there's truth to it, right? But I'll tell you what it is. The Illuminati oh, yeah. is our science. It's our science. We yeah. are the original Masons, right. right? They, see, they, right. the Moors brought that in. Okay, I don't know if people know, but Europe was actually uh, uh, from 711, from 711 to 1492, African Moors had conquered Spain in a large part of uh, Italy. And they brought and this is at a time where Europeans didn't even know what soap was. They were living with their animals. They had no concept of hygiene. They had no real infrastructure after Rome broke down. Rome was conquered by the Visigoths, and these Visigoths were just straight up savages and barbarians. So they actually destroyed Europe. And then the plague came in because of 
hygiene, right? The plague came in and just wiped out half of their population. So the Moors come in, yep. bringing the bringing the knowledge from ancient Egypt after ancient Kemet had been conquered by Rome. Right. Islam actually preserved all of that knowledge. And that is what you're calling masonry and the Illuminati, the enlightened ones. So they bring that into Europe. So that becomes Europeans take that. Right. And this is that's this is how the Renaissance, the, the Renaissance starts, because Africans actually built and, and uh, built all of those universities and all of that stuff. So what Europeans do is they they take all of that knowledge, the relationship between mother and son, masonry, all of our uh, ancient science, and they they subtract the spirituality again, and they use it as a method mm-hmm. of domination and social control. And then what they do, they tell you, oh, that's the devil, right? So now we thinking all this Illuminati stuff is the and devil. Oh, that's it. the devil. Stay away. Stay away from the devil. And that's the way they, they keep. So then the Europeans is laughing because they're like, look, we could just take their stuff. And they're not even going to come back to it because they think it's evil. Right. So that's the whole thing. Exactly. So. But there's black, there's African yeah, lodges, that, yeah, I mean, you know, but mm-hmm. we just need uh, we, we need yep, to grow up. again. We need to grow up. And and look at stuff for what it really is, right? It's really not all spooky and stuff. It's really our knowledge and history and, and cultural practices that they take it from us and they rule us through. Yep. Mm. And, and mm. grow up. Everybody, that's well, the message. Yeah, grow I mean, up. That's the thing. I mean, I, you know, you hear about the Illuminati and like you said, it's like, oh, that's the devil. And all that's the sign, the 666. But it's like, understand the origins of it. You know, I I did a whole study on my own of the Rosicrucians Mm -hmm. and how they came to be. And just it's the knowledge that they took, where they took it from. And like you said, they extracted the spiritual part of it to just, Mm -hmm. you know, to kind of bring it down to for whatever, by any means, whatever they needed to do with that knowledge, which Mm -hmm. which they've been doing. And then, like you said, they do this whole propaganda campaign of like, oh, it's evil. So, you know, you don't want to touch it because the Bible said that this is or whatever it is. So make sure that we who are, you know, the real inherit that the the inheritors or the the, um, descendants of it. We don't want to we don't even want to be a part of it. We don't want to touch it. You know, that's why that's great marketing. That's why that I that's why that I is disconnected. If you go, I actually right on the dollar. On the dollar, I actually saw, you know, that pyramid is it's in Sudan. It's in Meroway. It's in Meroway. Wow. I got mm. I, I'll show you. I'll show you in the new out of darkness. The new heavy is the crown that's coming out. You actually see it. Can't but wait. Can't wait to that's see symbolized that. Yeah, that's symbolized because they just they, the eye is disconnected because they disconnected you from your history and culture. So that's the whole thing. They're putting it right in front of your face. And they know, and they know that they did it. And it's like, you know, I it just. They these these are the points you. that they, it's triggering. That yeah, yeah, it's it's very triggering because it's like it's like a whole joke. Like oh, they're gonna put it on the dial and you're gonna trade, you're gonna use this as you know going back and forth and not even recognizing what the symbols are. You know, one of the things that it said in mm-hmm. the film was that you know our mind we think in symbols. That's why the hieroglyphics. That's why everything was a symbol. That's how we. That's how we 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 understand everything. So symbols mean so much. You can, you know, a, a thousand word essay can be in one symbol. It's all everything that you connect to it. So, but if you don't know, 
you you yep. you really you you have no idea what's what's going on and it's right in front of your face and they'll Absolutely. use your strengths oh, my goodness. You. Yeah, I they'll would, use I, your own spirituality against you right because our ancestors was very smart the metu the 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 language that we created the oh, metu yeah. which you know is of hieroglyphs it's all symbolism it's all based on nature it's all based on our connection to nature see the, the european is disconnected from nature he got trapped up here in the in the ice in the ice age and depigmented himself and got, got disconnected from nature and then came back down right. to the mothers and fathers his own mothers and fathers and saw them and 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 saw that their skin was black and they had all this rich culture and they have all this agriculture and all of this science and stuff oh we need to go and conquer these people Right. So then they take, mm-hmm. you know, after four they take your greatest strengths and they turn it into your weaknesses. They take your spirituality and they use that as an enslavement tool. Right. So, again, yeah, yeah. you got to wake up. Mm-hmm. You got to be grown yeah, up. The saddest part is that we are we are we are the people that are spiritually connected to nature, but we've been so right. disconnected. You know, I mean. I, I just even think of like there's the hashtag black girls do hike or black, you know, black people do do these things. And it's like this is this is so much a part of us. But we've been so disconnected that we don't we don't do those things anymore. You know, so you got to get back um, to the, you know, you even get back to the of, divine feminine. We, definitely. Definitely. I, I, I hear you talking because I'm like, you know, that that is one of the the main things that we that we need to do there is just the respect and the love and the power that comes from that you we we have no idea we we don't even we don't even recognize how powerful that is because we don't know how to tap into that that level it's the of, most powerful of knowledge force on the planet it's the most powerful mm-hmm. force on I, the planet i always that say this i say no thyself mm-hmm. yep no mm-hmm. no thyself feminine is is the is the most part one um you know kind of going back because we were we were talking but i wanted there was something in the film that said um Mm -hmm. just in talking about how africa has been in the americas for way you know way before there was even a crystal course christopher columbus but it talked about the three waves there were there were um currents in the in the ocean from africa to like the gulf of mexico Mm -hmm. and the sudanese Mm -hmm. people they were so they had so much knowledge they knew how to basically ride the wave like they would get they would know when that current was coming how it was coming yeah. what time of day yeah. and they would get on their boats and ride yeah. the wave to yeah. the americas yeah how, i'm telling you like it's actually just, that not that far of a distance like, they're, they're, yeah, they're, uh, Dr. Ivan Van Sertema talks about that in They Came Before Columbus. There's three belts. There's two on the western tip and there's one on the sur- uh, southern tip. I forgot what the name of the, what the currents are. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't studied it in a while, but uh, you could literally just get on a boat and get get in that current and you wouldn't even have to do anything. The, the river would actually oh, take you to America and drop you off in America, Right. Uh-huh. And ancient, uh, the our ancient ancestors uh-huh. in ancient Kemet, they actually built uh, built boats out of reed papyrus. So they knew how to make boats way f- six thousand years ago. So there's probably waves of Africans that have been been coming since the ancient, ancient, ancient times to America, right? 
So yep. you can make that argument that we might we are the indigenous Americans. You can make that argument. We are the indigenous. So what you know, and that really that turns the whole Native American. You no, know, they were here first. That that argument. Yeah. It's kind of like it turns it on its head because yeah. we've been doing this for so we've been riding the wave for so long. But who Literally, who yeah. knows that? You know, does that something they reclassified you as Negro, black, and colored? They reclassified you. They yep. reclassified all those all those original black Native Americans. Like they, the Europeans described the original Americans as copper colored, just like the ancient Egyptians. You know, if you look at the ancient Egyptians, they're always like this red cop kind of copper color. But we, if you the original depictions of the original Americans were very dark people, right? So then they go in and reclassify mm-hmm. you yep. as, as Negro. Right. So that's what they did. They took away. They, they denationalized us. They took our land. They came over here, conquered us, denationalized us, took away our land, took away our history of culture and, and superimposed some 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 something that they made up. They social engineered us into something right. that they created for us as some culturally deficient person that they made up as to justify their domination of us. But Absolutely. we are the original people. And, just and like we said in the film, mm-hmm. we survived that. Mm-hmm. We survived all of it. Mm-hmm. We survived all of that. Yeah. We are still, we are resilient. And they're not going to be on the planet for too much longer. So, so Michael. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> and they know it too. What, what, what would you say, what would you say to people? Um, I mean, just, you know, just for the fact that you gave so much, I mean, just deep substance in regards to, you know, our history. Um, for, for people who are are just you know coming out of the dark, mm-hmm. what how, how are they going to get by on it every day? How how do you really you know give them that advice to you know keep your head up and you know find the sunshine or find the peace or whatever it is you need? Because right now I do believe that there's a certain level of you know trauma mm-hmm. that you know we see on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. You know, just looking at our history, mm-hmm. I do believe you know y'all can see me in tears just seeing some of the horrific you know pictures yeah. and the constant terrorism yeah. uh, from the past to the present. Yeah. How can you be somebody who is aware right now mm-hmm. you know, and still be uh, in a good space within yourself? Well, first of all, what, what do you, uh, what, what kind of advice? First you of all, we need, we need therapy. A black person. We need therapy. We need therapy and we need healing. Mm-hmm. That's the number one thing. See all of the trauma, all of the trauma that we're experiencing has never stopped since enslavement. It has never stopped. We're just, constantly being re-traumatized, right. re-traumatized. And we actually are traumatizing our own children. We we are introducing them to trauma and putting them into traumatic situations. So we're actually continuing the trauma. It's almost like it's on cruise control, right? So, and uh, because that trauma okay. has never been resolved, right? We ha- It has never been resolved. So we need right. therapy as people, right? So that's the first thing I would say. I feel like every so-called black person needs therapy, right? I took my son in, in, in therapy. My daughter needs like therapy. You know what I mean? So um, that, and then the second thing I would say is just get back to your history and culture. Learn about what you did. When I started to get into African culture, it was very spiritually uplifting for me because I just, I couldn't make sense of the world mm-hmm. prior to learning about African history and culture. And then I started to figure out what, what had been, what had happened to us who we were and what we lost and the who we were part gave me inspiration. That's the part that allows me to keep going. Cause I'm like, yo, we need, we, it gives us something to work towards. Right. It has a, it's a goal to, to get back to. Right. 
So I don't think like, you know, I'm sure I'm traumatized, but, you know, I don't I, I just I don't uh, revel in it. You know, I just keep positive attitude. And my job is to just keep going and keep working and overthrow this thing and get rid of this white supremacy. And, you know, uh, you know, the Africans believed in the concept of the Wahemi Masu, which means the repetition of the birth. So this is not this is not our only uh, life that we're going to have. We're going to we're going to come back. Right. right? Your ancestors come back. We, we, we have been on this planet before, all of us. We've been on this planet before. So we might come back in, you know, a thousand years in the future, 5,000 years in the future, and it might not be no white supremacy. You know what I mean? But we, we are the ones that have to work towards that, right? So we have to build. The name of my company is called Building 7, right? We, we're constantly building. So we need to build nationhood. We need to build families. We need to build strong communities, and we need to heal ourselves. And that's that's why I see the women's job is to come in because you guys are the healers. The women are the healers. Right. You guys are the nurturers. So that's why I said you guys got to get back to the throw away the feminism, get back to the divine feminine mm-hmm. principle and access that because that's the most powerful force on the planet. And you got, you know, we need some healing. The brothers is at war. <laughs> you know what I mean? Y'all can come in and, 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 and heal yes. us, you know? So that's what we need. We need you. Yes. Y'all heard that? Y'all heard that? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes, y'all heard Absolutely. that. Yes, yes. And we have you here to help us spread that message good. and to give that word good, good, good. because it is heavy. It is necessary. So thank you yeah. so much. Thank you. Thank what, you. Thank one you. question. Thank what you. other projects? I know you mentioned you have a new film coming out. But what? So what's what's in the works? What can we expect from you? So yeah, I got um, Out of Darkness is available on Amazon right now. Amazon Prime, you can go and watch it right now. It's actually free on Amazon Prime. Everyone uh, should watch it. Yes. Yeah, I'm finishing up the the follow up to that, which is called Heavy is the Crown. So that's going to come out in a few months, and that goes into the whole. Uh, that's heavily into Kemet in our uh, uh, African uh, spiritual system. I don't call it yeah. the, I wasn't call it the African origin of religion, but we never had religion. We had spiritual, uh, we had spiritual systems. So it shows you the spiritual right. systems that we had. And then I'm also um, doing uh, another project with a good friend of mine, a, a business associate named Toby Tansel, and he's from Detroit. So we're doing a two part uh, documentary on the history of Detroit, which is focusing on Black Bottom and Paradise Valley which was a strong independent black community that uh, that was existence from about the 1920s till about the 1940s, early 1950s until they destroyed it. So that's what I got on the table right now. I also got some projects I'm working on with Tony Browder. Uh, Tony Browder is uh, uh, the, the director of the ASA Restoration Project, and he's actually doing a, a dig over in, in Luxor right now. They're restoring a temple tomb tw- of the 25th dynasty. They've been doing it for uh, a long time now. So I've, already, I've been over there twice now uh, helping him to promote that and uh, do some documentation on that. So we have another project coming out on Nile Valley uh, culture. So I got a few projects on the table. A few. You're a busy man. Very, very. You're a very busy man. I appreciate it. We can't wait for it. We can't. We can't wait for I it. Cannot, I, heavy is the it. crown. I'm so excited. Like that's we're on it. We're on yeah. it. <laughs> we're whatever on channel. It. You and I were trying to figure. I was like, I have Amazon Prime. Uh, you had to watch it on something else. Yeah. So we're we'll, 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 we'll figure it out. 
on it. Yeah. On it. We're supporting you, brother. We appreciate, I appreciate you, really you for good. having me all the way. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. And y'all, please, 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 please out of darkness. Like I can't say it enough. Like I said, I'm, I make my son watch it and take notes. And I think that that is the place for us to start. If you wanted to get deep and you want to call yourself woke, use it as an outline, you know, and do the research mm, and educate yeah. yourself. I think that's the best thing to do. So thank you for that. You, you are a blessing. Guess what, y'all? We've come to the end. We're so glad that you were here with us and just enjoying this time. And we want to thank our guest, Amadeus Christ, who uh, was just, I mean, he was so great, wasn't he? Yes, that was really good. That was, that was enlightening. It was, it was just something the soul and the spirit needed. Mm-hmm. I like that. That was good. I like that. That was good. That was good. So, y'all, please. Check that's what I'm saying. You can listen on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Stitcher, CastPod, TuneIn, Spotify. I said iHeartRadio. Yeah. Pandora, too. Wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, watch That's What I'm Saying, the TV show weekdays on Island TV. Or you can just download the Island TV app. Stream us anytime. And, Shatara, what else we got to let them know? We are simply at the touch of a finger. That's all we're trying to tell you. We are just simply not hard to find. There's no excuses. Okay. So with that being said, if you have any questions for the Weekend D Report, if you want to keep up to date on all my upcoming comedy shows and events, then get social with us. Talk to us. Slide into our DMs. We like that stuff. Tickle, tickle. Go to our website at www.twistpod.com. You can also send emails to That's What I'm Saying podcast at gmail.com. And I think that's it for now. So until next time, as always, thank you all. Y'all at a mom.com. Thank you, y'all. Say help. Say well. Hey. See you.